Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Open Bar Experience. It's David Dacker, your host. So, here we are once again at uh, Bravery Chef Hall. This is the second week of uh, our opening, and it has been a lot of work for everyone involved in this project. Uh, all the vendors have been able to really, truly uh, put their passion into what they're doing. And uh, it shows because uh, the guests that have been uh, coming through, they've been uh, appreciating it and uh, letting us know that uh, that this is something that Houston needed for quite some time, which I totally agree because I feel that even though we do, we're such a large city and we have the capacity to do so much, a lot of times things are lost in this simplicity of being simple or being simple by simplicity, whichever one is that uh, rocks your boat. But sometimes you need some projects that are sophisticated and complicated in order to, you know, push the envelope. That said, it's been extremely busy this week. I haven't been able to sit down with anyone and uh, get a new podcast for you. But what I did last week, because I you know, sometimes I have good ideas, is uh, I sat down with uh, Linda Linda Salinas, and uh, we talked a little bit about Jennifer. So, enjoy. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm here uh, with, at, again, Bravery Chef Hall, Lockwood Station. This is the new home of the uh, Open Bar Experience, and I am with uh, an old-school friend, colleague, industry professional. Come on, today, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> OG, uh, sometimes salty, sometimes sweet, uh, Linda Salinas. How are you? I'm awesome. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being on the podcast. Absolutely. I've been um, wanting to do this for a while. So these days, you're... You've grown into this role of education. Uh, yes, actually. So my name is Linda Salinas. I'm a classic cocktail bartender. Um, and uh, I do some consulting for a couple of different people. Uh, currently, uh, I'm revamping the NIFAs on navigation. Yes. And their uptown project. Um, and then I'm also uh, hired by the EU to be a category ambassador for Geneva, sometimes called Geneva. So the European Union has hired you to teach Geneva? Uh, yes, actually. So um, this is sort of an, a cultural outreach that, uh, program that they have. Yes. Yeah, so actually, um, six different brands, different Geneva brands, uh, decided to come together um, as a collective and went to the European Union and said, we need, we need more education for our, uh, our, our product. Um, they barely got their, their DO, or what some people will call a... The origin uh, of uh, denomination? Yes. Um, and they got that in 2008. Okay. And it is uniquely a, uh, it's a unique European product. 
And so it can only come from one area in the same style and fashion that scotch, cava, prosecco, and champagne have. Okay. Uh, distinctly European uh, from, from one area. And they came together and they asked for help in marketing this particular category. So they came to the, uh, to the U.S. Um, and they picked out uh, nine different bartenders um, that are uh, classic cocktail or, bar or high volume or just people that, that love cocktails. People that then understand the craft. Yes, absolutely. And so um, they picked a couple of people uh, around the States and I am the ambassador for Houston. Okay. And um, I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest problems uh, sometimes is is that we don't know enough about the category in general. Right. So, uh, Jennifer is, and I'm a, is known as the original gin. Yes. Right? Uh, that's yes. that's what the way so. that we have simplified it and to teach it to you know young bartenders or to the consumer to understand it to understand it yes. right so uh, the British um, in war out in the the Netherlands of uh, the Netherlands and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, came across this spirit and then they brought back uh, the idea to um, to the to Britain. Which then uh, got became Close. Old Tom. So then Charles Tangeray made the uh, London Dry Gin, and then now the Hendrix became the new modern day uh, gin, which is dropping the juniper and putting all stuff. <laughs> that would be like the, the most uh, succinct, uh, brief um, history that I can give about Jennifer to gin. Uh, sure. Because. But Jennifer is distinctly different because it's malty. Okay, so... Uh, and not, not bot botanical forward, but so it's... So, Geneva is actually... has to be three things. Okay. Juniper, botanicals, and malt. Okay. Okay? So, and because it is malt forward, there's actually a distinct uh, a split in the category. So... First, it's Geneva, and then the subcategories are old and new. Old is 20% up to 100% malt, which is very malty. And the new style is 20% uh, malt and less. Okay? So, for instance, Bulls. Bulls Geneva is one of the most iconic Genevers. Right. Uh, same recipes from the 1500s. Um, that has 22 botanicals, 22 botanicals, and it's 80% malt. That the, that's the, that's the, that's their, their kind of like, their, their stat, their, their, um, their flagship, right? But there are, there's something called Nataris, and Nataris is 100% malt. Yeah, but going back to bowls, bowls yeah. also have their, their aged. They also have, but they also have... Uh, Doesn't that start push it into whiskey? It's absolutely. And um, some of the marks that Bulls has will sometimes be barrel-aged malt. And sometimes they'll, um, they'll do a split, split base in the, in the mash build. Um, and so um, there are different categories. And 
the way that I kind of look at Geneva is is that if Geneva were if Geneva were a uh, a, a a part of a family uh-huh. of the classic cocktail family, okay, uh, it would be the cool silver fox haired grandpa with tattoos on his on his neck. You know, okay, like you kind had of me like, like at the beginning, and then you just you lost, lost me. Okay. I mean, I, no tattoos. You know, but what but what I'm saying is <laughs> no just like yet. it's. But but what I'm saying is is that there's so much more, so much more underneath, underneath the collar. You know, there's so much more right. underneath it. Um, well, it, should, it it has it has a, a very long history. It has a very long history, and so the first time that you we started seeing um, both malt, malt. And Juniper Botanicals was, uh, they used to put um, uh, beaks beaks in um, when they were trying to fight uh, bubonic plague. Okay. They would uh, put uh, planks of wood into the beak masks to walk through the, uh, the, the, the diseased areas. Right. And they thought that the malt and the juniper would stop bot- uh, bubonic plague. That was the first time we ever saw the first, that first combination of ingredients. You move forward in the uh, in the 1400s, and one of the most iconic uh, um, malt, uh, well, copper stills and, and malt use, right. malt wine use, uh-huh. is uh, is a very famous distiller uh, that was um, was from Amsterdam, and okay. so you start seeing an evolution in um, in ingredients because um, the Dutch. Uh, were kings of the sea, and so um, they basically were were like bluebell. They uh, sold, t- took the best, took the best uh, botanicals, best silk, best best everything, and then uh, sold the rest. Um, and so um, now we move forward into the 1600s, 1700s. Um, a Dutch, um, a Dutch prince came to the UK, uh, brought his spirit, and introduced it to the, uh, to the, to the region and the area, and um, they tried to remake it. Um, but at the time, um, most, uh, most barley, wheat, rye yeah. was not being used for, you know, for, um, for malt. They were using it to feed people. Okay. And so they started dropping, uh, dropping away, uh, dropping away the malt, and uh, oh. that's when we started seeing um, these London dry style gins. Um, okay. So it was it was a matter of uh, the availability of the of the ingredients. Of the, uh, yeah, of the malt. What was what was in the region, and so. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, after several several wars. Even even within the area, you know, Belgium, Amsterdam, all that that entire area, um, they've been they they were struck with with a couple of different wars, and um, they need they needed to use the copper stills for okay. ammunition, and so things got broken down. You know, we moved forward. A couple of malt makers and 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 uh, some families still continued to make the product, but. Uh, in the United States, you know, prohibition came and kind of wiped us clean for a little while, you know, um, even, even, and when I, I'm not even talking about just, just Geneva right now, I'm just talking about American cocktails, you know, in the, in the forties, 
we, um, you know, we had Pearl Harbor, and at one point we stopped making whiskey to produce jet fuel. Right, right, right. And so, um, so you I know, mean, there was prohibition, and then there was the uh, Second World War, yep. and all the resources were being yeah. used for yeah. for the war effort. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to the history of uh, Geneva, like stylistically, it is so much more different than what people know as gins that I wonder sometimes if we we can put it into the gin category. I think that you know there's a there's a big there's a I mean I'll be honest with you, it's a really big split uh, in the category. You know that new style. That new style, for instance, we have... Um, okay, so that makes sense to me. 20% or less yeah. of malt. 15%. Yeah, 15% less of malt. Yeah. 15% yeah. or less. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so nothing actually gets up. Uh, it's Nothing get, gets up to 20, but generally it's like 15, 15 or less. Okay. But for instance... Um, there's a there's a there's one of the brands is called Bobby's and so Bobby's is interesting because um, it's from uh, Sheetham and in the area there was a lot of uh, workers Indonesian workers within the area and so they brought their own um, ingredients from Indonesia and so stylistically that particular uh geneva has lemongrass cardamom kubib pepper ginger and those are not those are not iconically iconically like yeah 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 so 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 for instance that one has about 12 percent malt and so it creates a really nice beautiful structure to kind of have the botanical shine so what's the other ingredients i mean Uh, so it's it's only malt what are they are they using wheat or rye or uh the the malt is the malt will will change um so they you can use corn rye uh, corn rye wheat uh, barley. I've even seen. Um, I've seen. A, I've seen a couple of different, uh, different types of malt. And you know, with each house and family, uh, with each house and family that does Geneva, not everyone is. Not everyone does the same. The same builds. You know, some right. people that really, really focus on the malt. So that know? sounds more like whiskey. I mean, where you Absolutely. have you know the four ingredients that are predominant, and then depending on how the the mash bill is, yeah. you know, what their percentages are, and then very dependent on the warehousing, you know, uh, the, the rig yeah. houses is what you end up with so many different types of whiskeys. But well, and not all of them are aged, you know, right? Not and all so of this them are sounds aged. like white dog now. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you're talking about a spirit that can sometimes have basically white dog, corn, you know, corn with, you know, corn, corn malt build. And then sometimes, you know, you'll have a 17 year old, you know, sherry cask, you know? So, I mean, the category has got so many. So they do age for long periods of time. Yes. The, the Jennifer? Yes. Oh, yes. wow. Okay. So you'll, you will, we'll probably taste some today. Okay. Probably, yeah. I gotta get something to eat, but we're going to taste. Yeah. Some. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so, and as far as cocktails are concerned, um, I've, you know, this program has been going on for over, over a year. And so we have people from the office in New York city. Um, like the TV show? 
No, the office, oh. like the aviary. Oh, oh. One of our oh. one of our guys um, yeah. is the ambassador in New York. Okay. Um, we have a, a gin house um, that one of their owners is our is our um, is our ambassador, and so you know stylistically, um, I've seen I've seen tiki drinks because of the complexity of the spirit. Um, I've seen some really cool riffs on Manhattans, on the Martinez. Okay, um, I got it. Like tiki drinks, really. Yeah, that, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, and so, um, and so, I mean, the category is is really big and broad, and I'm basically, uh, my job is to educate, have people taste, and really, I mean, I'm more, I'm more interested in what other people see in it, you know. Um, as, as, as bartenders, you know, learning, a, you know, learning a build is cool, but watching someone else's mind around a new spirit and really understanding the category, um, has been really, really amazing. So, um, okay. Anyways, well, we're going to have to get more into this, uh, get to come back to the show and we'll dig into, uh, cause I haven't tasted the, the, the brands that you have yet and uh, we can dig into it. But uh, yeah, I, she came by for a tasting. I convinced her to be on the podcast and start to uh, pitch uh, what she's doing these days because Glinda Salinas is the hardest working bartender in Houston. She's got that award Whatever. on her belt. <laughs> I mean, that is a bona fide USBG award that she My got. Goodness. <laughs> My goodness. So... Um, no, we don't, gotta, yeah, don't tell, don't tell Eric Sandler that I was cheating on him. <laughs> I'm on another <laughs> podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah, well. I have another. Sometimes, you know, the Sancho wins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, We're going to have to do this again. Yeah. I'll, because uh, after I taste, then uh, I, I got questions. And, all I, right. and I think they're going to be questions that probably a lot of other people will have. Well, and you're almost, you're always welcome to at me on Instagram. I'm at Kaylinda underscore HTX. I'm also Kaylinda underscore Linda on Twitter. And then obviously you guys can always shout out to me, ask me any weird questions about your neighbor or any other weird spirit. Um, and um, hope to hear from yeah. you guys soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Please visit the uh, website, openbar.space. You can also find me at uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, and uh, Alexa. Remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and keep the conversation going. <laughs>